everyone, this is Peter Doe with Healthcare Success, a marketing strategist and frequent contributor to the Healthcare Success blog. In continuing with our Shishmid podcast series, I wanted to introduce you to Keith Whitworth, who is the Director of Marketing for the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for uh, being here. We're so glad that you were able to take the time to talk to us today. Uh, I know that you will be um, speaking at Shishmid this year on the subject of lights, camera, action, how to roll out a winning video content strategy with no budget, which is uh, obviously a very compelling title and I think a subject that a lot of people can really relate to or, or would want to understand how they can incorporate more video, uh, especially with the uh, no budget of it. So we're really right. excited to have you here. I'll give you a chance to introduce yourself and your role there at the University of Arkansas. And then, of course, give you a chance to tell us a little bit more about um, what you'll be covering and some of the main takeaways or what we can expect from the presentation. The title is Lights, Camera, Action, How to Roll Out a Winning Video Content Strategy with No Budget. I'll be presenting along with a uh, coworker of mine, Donna Hill, marketing strategist here, uh, who works uh, really close with our videographer on uh, producing videos. So I've been at if I refer to UAMS, that does stand for University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. I've been here for about four years. Prior to that, I was at a healthcare system for 17 years. I started out at that first healthcare system with a video background. I do have a passion for video, and what's great about it now is that the video, along with marketing, they really go hand in hand and is a very important marketing tactic and certainly is ever more increasing due to the wide array of places that you can play videos. Years ago, it may have been maybe just ended up on a website or on a DVD that you play in a, at event. And so during this presentation and hopefully during this uh, interview here too, I'll tell you a little bit more about all the various places and ways you can use video. So overall, purpose of putting this together, this presentation and some of the learning objectives is to give people a, an understanding on the impact videos can have on your marketing strategy overall. And it's more than just one tactic because you you can, like I said, use those in many, many different places. Also, um, we look forward to telling people how to use some existing resources you have to produce video content, you know, with uh, little or no budget and a lot of things you can use that you may have around your marketing office already. And um, also have some best practices, examples of some uh, tools to use. You know, you may need to just spend very little to maybe up the quality of a video. Have a lot of analytics to share as well. Right. The video well, has increased a lot. Well, I'm sure that's music to the ears of a lot of our listeners right now. Distribution-wise, there's so many different platforms that we're able to leverage video now and, and different content now. Could you tell us a little bit about what kinds of videos that you find are effective and, and some of the distribution mediums that you do use to get that content out? What's great about video, um, especially, as you know, um, best practices to have a, you know, a short video, a couple minutes at max. So, for example, if you're doing a physician interview, you may have, say, 20 minutes worth of footage. I mean, you can get a dozen videos out of that by breaking it down into several different categories. One would be for the bio video overall that doctor introduces him or herself, and that is on, you know, the physician directory. And then out of that, you can use some additional footage, for example, talking about conditions and and procedures and medical myths. We have in the past, when I say we, certainly Donna and uh, the, the team here at UAMS, they've produced a lot of videos, even the examples that I'm going to be uh, talking about here, but medical myths seem to do really good. For example, does your heart stop when you cough or sneeze? 18,000 plus oh, wow. views on YouTube. What's the difference <laughs> between dementia and Alzheimer's? 17,000 plus views. Those type of things do really well, and the title of the video is very important. So making the best use out of your time while you're interviewing a physician along with the physician's time, come up with a list of questions that pertain to that physician's specialty. And, you know, in that 
one sitting of 30 minutes, you can really get a lot of video footage and a good things to use, not only on the physician directory, but on other web pages throughout a website. Social media accounts. Facebook is great to post video, of course. E-newsletters, we produce several of those and uh, embed those videos within the e-newsletter or, you know, include links to it. And when I was talking about social media, there's also the Facebook boost post as well. You can spend as little as a couple hundred dollars and reach I'm looking at an example right here, $200 reached 70,000 people that garnered 500 likes and 100 shares. So you could really stretch that video footage to get a, a lot of use. Oh, great. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that uh, with the boosted post because working with a lot of healthcare clients ourselves, we have seen that trend as well, seeing the uh, and the significant difference in the reach of boosted posts and sponsored posts as opposed to just your organic postings. So I think right. um, yeah, video is a great way to leverage that kind of reach that you're able to get. In the uh, introduction to your presentation for the presentation you'll be giving on Monday, September 25th, you mm -hmm. do mention the retention rate for visual information can reach 65% compared to 10% for text. Uh, could you talk a little bit more about how much that's impacting the way that we use video? I would imagine that video usage is now more yep. popular than ever and continuing to trend that way. Absolutely. And again, what's great about video is that it performs well across many devices, desktop, laptop, tablet, mobile, TV. And preference for short video clips has really been on the rise from 28% in 2016 to 41% in 2017. That continues to rise. But uh, you're correct. The retention rate for visual information is quite a bit more, 65% versus 10% for text-based information, which really gets a point across that video is so important. And online video will account for about 75% of all web traffic. YouTube right now averages more than 5 billion hits every day. Actually, as we worked on this presentation for quite a while and put together stats, it's amazing how much that's uh, changed quite often. Um, another one here, it's very interesting, 92% of people who consume mobile videos share them with others. So again, the importance of visual information over text. Text is still important, but when supplemented with a video, it does so much better together. We're absolutely seeing the same trend, so it makes a lot of sense. We're seeing when patients are doing their due diligence prior to actively seeking out a new provider, we see video such an important part of that process with looking up either patient testimonials or doctor bios or even just general information about certain kinds of procedures and treatments that they want to understand more about before they actively seek out treatment. So far, I've really just talked about physician videos, but you're right. I mean, testimonials and other types of videos. The hard part is actually determining what to feature at healthcare facilities. There's just so much, you know, so many services. So the hardest part is kind of picking and choosing, and that's where the strategy comes into play, too. What clinics have the most access? Who do you need to promote and market? Certainly, you don't just want to pick any doctor because they want to get their name out more just for the sake of getting their name out. You need to have a strategy before even producing a video, and that is, you know, by priority, what makes the most sense, who needs the most promotion. And even prior to an interview, ask a doctor or a nurse the most frequently asked questions in a clinic. What are patients asking you about? And those are some good questions then to ask on video. How would you say that you would gauge the success of any video? Can you talk a little bit about what kinds of things you look for, what you would consider a successful video? Ultimately, at the end of the day, success is knowing that a particular video has led to an increase in the number of patient appointments for a certain clinic. At the end of the day, you want conversions. There are some automated systems in place. Right now, we don't have a CRM yet or anything to, to help measure that. So some of it's done manually. But for example, I know that a, a video was done for OBGYN clinic before and uh, measured that after this video was online, there was a 20% increase in appointments after that video posted. So certainly, that is a type of metric of success. 
Now, there are other things you can always use. Success can be shown with likes and shares, impressions, and the list goes on and on. But at the end of the day, it's about making sure, seeing if those likes end up in actual conversions. Like a lot of marketing tactics, it can be difficult to measure the success of whether it be TV, outdoor. But the more you use digital applications and such as video, it does get a little easier to measure. I think one of the most interesting things uh, when I read the uh, introduction to uh, the topic that you'll be covering, and I would imagine this is going to be interesting to a lot of our listeners out there as well, is learning how a small marketing team can produce the amount of content that it takes to cover all different kinds of topics. And, you know, for a lot of people, when we think about producing content or producing video, we think about, you know, how the cost associated with with the videos or the time it takes or really making sure that we have quality video and, and things like that. Can you give us, you know, I don't expect you to give us the whole DIY process in this, um, you know, short podcast, uh, but can you give us a few teasers or some tidbits about, you know, how we can create these videos or how a small marketing department can create these videos, what the process is, who thinks of the ideas, who implements, who writes scripts, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. I know it can seem very overwhelming when you're talking about the video production. I think years ago, maybe it was even more overwhelming before the introduction of smartphones and being able to use a photo camera for video. But I I would guess that a lot of marketing departments would have access to that type of equipment without spending any additional funds. You know, if you have your own personal one or the workplace's camera, a DSLR, digital SLR camera, along with the smartphone. So right there, you have the majority of the equipment needed. And then when it comes to studio, most campuses, I know, have many different. You don't have to have an actual video studio. We're fortunate that we do have one here. But so often, since the video equipment is so portable, you can go to that physician office, go to the garden outside of the hospital, go to different places. Now you want to be cognizant of the environment and noise level and where the sun is at and things like that. But as far as the studio goes, I mean, there's many, many different places. There are some things we're going to talk about in the presentation that I will leave for that, you know, some crucial things that if you don't have that would be worth spending a little bit on. One of those, again, I won't go into the entire list, is is audio. Audio is very crucial. It's a very important part. And and we're going to show an example in that presentation, kind of a before and after, a video that has great video quality but not good audio quality, and then one that has great audio quality and not great video quality. And really the one that's going to do the best as far as engaging someone, I mean, ideally it's great to have both, but you must have good audio. Audio is so very important. And a lot of times, and that's one of my pet peeves when I'm when I'm looking at videos, you know, let's say on a Facebook page and somebody's doing a Facebook Live and you can't hear the person talking, well, then it serves no purpose at all. Now, if the video quality isn't as good, as long as you can hear them, I mean, uh, that's, you know, the most important part. So uh, taking tools that you have around your office plus adding a little bit. And again, the quantity is just as important as, as the quality. You know, audio quality first and say video second, but you can get a handful of videos just out of one interview. It's actually interesting that you mentioned uh, Facebook Live um, as well. Uh, that's something that I I uh, always wondered about. So in today's sort of um, landscape of video, where you know pre-produced content, you know, can be obviously that's, that's the majority of what we've been talking about. But where does Facebook Live or, or live streaming fit into a practice's overall strategy or an organization's overall strategy? 
I think it's more important to have the strategy behind it and making sure that it's a type of topic that you feel that people will want to engage in. It can be overused. I've seen that overused. I've seen some recorded where you see only a couple people are, you know, online watching it. Uh, that's a, it's a case of maybe not using resources wisely, but you want to promote don't just all of a sudden go Facebook Live with an event. You want to do a lot of promotion prior to that to lead up to, and, and don't overuse it. If you overuse it, then people may unfriend, dislike your page if, if they feel like you're posting too much. So Facebook Live, when used appropriately, can be a very good strategy, but at the end of the day, producing good videos, good short video clips that people can take in bite sizes a minute or two, I feel is just as, if not more effective than a Facebook Live. You know, I, I like that you mentioned, you, you mentioned it several times, is making sure that it is, you know, short and, and sweet and, and, you know, a length that's easy to, to digest. I would imagine that's critically important, making sure that you're not going too long on these videos. Because I'm, I'm sure it's easy to, when you start creating these videos, to sort of go over the desired length of time once you get into the content or get into right. you know, the video yep. itself. Um, exactly. And if that's happening while you're, you know, interviewing a physician, no no need to worry. One of the things we're going to talk about in the presentation is editing and tools that are out there. Again, now I kind of cringe when I talk about the editing because when I had my own freelance business, the 20 years ago, spent thousands of dollars on software, you know, and equipment in order to edit a video. Nowadays, there are very low cost, if not free tools that are out there iPhone has iMovie, and there's many, many others out there that um, we're going to talk about some of those in the presentation, and uh, certainly by searching online, you can find those. Editing, um, you know, is certainly important in order to get that length, and doctors are, they didn't get into this business to do videos, so they may stumble during an interview, of course, but you can easily edit those out, or you can edit some other footage on top of it. Don't just have to see a physician, you know, on camera that entire, let's say, two minutes. You can put other footage in there, whether it be an exterior of a building or that, that physician helping a patient out to cover up any edit. We frequently hear that this is the year of sight, sound, and motion, and that video is becoming increasingly an important part of your overall marketing strategy. And so uh, we're very excited about uh, your presentation and um, uh, hopefully we'll be able to really understand or get more information about the, the do-it-yourself. I'm sure uh, everybody's really yes. excited about that part specifically. Is there anything right. um, before we wrap up, some last takeaways that you want people to know or, or you want people to um, make, make sure that people understand that you'll be covering uh, during your presentation? For those who are listening to this who aren't able to make it, it would be just to, to jump in, just to try it, do it. Try producing uh, these these video clips and just give it a try. There's no you know no harm, very little cost, um, can be very little time too. So uh, it's one of those things that it can appear overwhelming. It may be on your marketing list of things to try and do, but you know just take a stab at it. Definitely worth worth investing your time in. Right. Um, well, thank you again, Keith. We absolutely enjoyed speaking with you today. I'm sure everybody's excited to get to see your presentation live on Monday, September 25th at Chishmish.